Good morning, everybody. Today is still actually Monday, March 6th of 2023. You will see this on Monday, March 13th. And again, it's because I am still out of town with my ministry team. So I want to pre-record all of these videos for you so you can have all these prophecies and an encouragement while I am gone. Uh, so today's prophetic word is called the collapse of the world's news media. And I heard this prophetic word on March 4th of 2023. Before I get to that, if you do have any prayer requests or praise reports, please go to our website at jgminternational.org under our contact page. Or you can write us at Julie Green Ministries International. It is 4620 East 53rd Street, Suite 200. Uh, yes, Davenport, Iowa, 52807. I want to make sure I said that right. I almost said P.O. Box again. So I want to say that again. It is 4620 East 53rd Street, Suite 200, Davenport, Iowa, 52807. And all of that information is in the description box below for you. Uh, again, this prophetic word is called the collapse of the world news media. And I heard this prophetic word on March 4th of 2023. For I, the Lord, this day am telling my children to focus on my words, focus on my goodness, focus on my faithfulness, focus on my love, focus on my sacrifice, focus on my blood covenant. Get your eyes off the world. Get your eyes off your enemies and all they are trying to do against you. Do not be distracted. Do not be deceived. Do not give in to their pressure. I've told you before, your enemies always lose. And this time it's no different. They will not succeed. They will not conquer my church. They will not conquer this world. No, never. They will get close in the tribulation, but still then they will not get all they desired. My children, your enemy's plans are falling apart. Their walls are crumbling. They are in discord and not aligned with one another. They are divided because they're all out for themselves. I have said in my word, a house divided against itself cannot stand and it will not. This time is no different. The situation is no different. You will see them scatter. You will see them confused. You will see them fail. Just as they did regarding the Tower of Babel. Your praise will confuse. Your decrees and the authority I've given to you will cause great confusion in the enemy's army. Yes, great confusion. And you will see that more and more. They will look confused, dazed, bewildered at what they just said or what someone is asking them, because they will not have a response to the question they were just asked. They will trip on their own words, be confused by their own lies, and will not know what to say and when. A great collapse of the mainstream media is coming. They will not continue their narrative in this nation. They will not continue their hold over all nations. No. A great fall of the news media along with a great fall of the entertainment industry. You will see more bankruptcies. You will see more supposed blockbuster films fail and falter. My glory, my hand are bringing them down. A fall of the banking system, a fall of the tax system, a fall of the fraudulent governments worldwide. I have told you, my children, a great shaking is coming to free you from their demonic system. That system that took your freedoms from you, a system that enslaved you, a system that killed so many. I am destroying that system right before your eyes, and I will bring in a system I have told you about, and nothing will stop it. 
A new world system is coming. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your homes. Prepare my children with me. I will lead you and guide you in none of these things that will collapse before your eyes. They will not affect you because I am protecting you and your enemy cannot get past my blood. They have nothing powerful enough to destroy it. My children receive more boldness, receive more authority in this time. It is time for the army of the Lord to march to victory, to take back what is already yours. So take it now, saith the Lord, your Redeemer. One of the scriptures that have just come up to me actually while I was reading this, and this is really important in the time when things take a long time, when things go longer than you want them to, or you feel more comfortable, you know, with, you get to a state of how much longer these things are going to go on for. And then the longer they go on, the more people get in discouragement, they get into worry, they get into doubt, unbelief, and they just wear out spiritually. And so what we need to do is look in Hebrews chapter 10. In Hebrews, also, I'm gonna, really quick, I turn to this. Philippians 4 and 13, we can do all things through Christ, whom strengthens us. Christ strengthens us. So he will give us that ability to persevere. He will give us that ability to be persistent and consistent in his word. He'll give us the ability to stand when we feel like we want to fall. He'll give us the ability to get up when we feel like we can't. He does. He's the one who gives us that ability. You can find that in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Go read that. I'm sorry, sorry, Ephesians 6 and verse 10. But go read all of that about the armor of God, that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but it's principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. But you know what? Before I get to the scripture I was going to, which was in Hebrews, I got to read. <laughs> He's changing my course. So hold on. All right, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. This is the, you can go to Bible Gateway. And you can look under the classic amplified version. That is what I read, not out of the normal, because they're changing translations and they're changing words in these translations. But I, I do the classical one. Again, this is Ephesians 6 and verse 10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provide. So again, is God's strength. We said, he, he said, he said in his written word that we can do all things through Christ. It's not our own ability. It's not what we can do and how much we can do. Excuse me for that. <laughs> I didn't turn my phone back off. It is through God's ability and it's his strength. He did not say to do all these things and he just left us to do things on our own. He left us with his blood covenant, with the name of Jesus. He's left us with his word, which is the sword of the spirit. He's left us with the armor of almighty God. It's the armor. And so you can read, go read Ephesians chapter six, 10 through and go to verse 18. I don't have time today um, because I have meetings here shortly, but I want to go over and make sure, please write these scriptures down. I've told you time and time again, please do not take my word for it when I get on these videos. Okay. I want you to dig in to these prophetic words that God has been speaking. And then also dig in to God's word. I'm only giving these things to you because it's what the Lord is saying. That's why he'll have me change course. I have no idea what I'm going to say after I say, save the Lord, your redeemer. I don't know. Because I've always said to him and those who know me and have watched for a while, and I'm saying this for the ones who just started. 
I only want to say what the father says, and I only want to do what he says for me to do. I want to give you his words for the very day that you need to have those right words. Why? Because his words are the ones that deliver. His words are the ones that free. His words are the ones that heal. His words are the ones that changes our perception of all these things going on in our life. They will change our life forever. Their healing, their life, their power. I don't want my words, but his for you. I don't ever want you to take and just say, well, Julie said, don't, please don't do that. Please get into the word of God and get that revelation. Get what God says for yourself. I'm always going to turn you back to God. Always. Because he's the one. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. It also says that in the scriptures. Now, the scripture I was going to get to originally was in Hebrews. Go to Hebrews, please, in chapter 10. Again, please write these scriptures down. The Lord is prompting me to give you these scriptures. I don't have any of this before I get on here. He gives them to me usually while I'm reading this to show you what he wants said in a greater revelation, excuse me, to what these scriptures are, to what these prophetic words are saying. It's giving you more insight. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. This is what we have to do. This is what's being persistent and consistent in the word of God. We have to be steadfast. We have to be anchored in the word of God. Go read also Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13 on. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13 on, it talks about God has two unchangeable things. is his promise and his oath. Okay. Now I'm also going to read Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Again, please write these down and go and read them because sometimes I don't have enough time to go over them. But the reason why I'm saying this is because God is telling me to say this. The Lord, the spirit on the inside of me, he's telling me this to give to you because he wants you to have greater revelation of what he's trying to say right now. This is Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering, without wavering. Okay. The hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. He who is promised is reliable. He's sure and faithful to his word. God is faithful. He's faithful to perform his word. His word does not return to him void. That's Isaiah 55, 11. God's words, not our words, but God's word. When we go into our prayer closets and we go and pray to God. Now, a prayer closet can be anything. A prayer closet can be your shower, can be your bathroom. It can be, you know, your car, wherever you spend your time with the Lord. My prayer closet right now, it used to be my, my honestly, it used to be my um, master closet. Now I will spend most of my time praying and doing studying in this office. But it's wherever you spend your time with him and fellowshiping him. But look what it says. That he, it, he was promised as reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. He is. All right. Then it says in verse 24, and let us consider and give attention, attentive, Continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may stir up and stimulate and incite to love and hopeful deeds and notable activities. I am, my whole entire uh, calling on my life is to encourage the body of Christ, to encourage them to get back into the word, to encourage them to hold on to God, to have hope again that God is true to his word. And because religion has completely destroyed the fact that God is a good God, that he's the same God yesterday and forever, and that he changes not. 
religion will tell you that God changes, that he doesn't do these things, that only, only do, you know, some win a few, some lose a few. He picks the people that he wants to conquer and he picks the other people who don't. No. It says in God's word that he's no respecter of persons. And so my job is to get up every morning very early to pray and then to do these videos to encourage you in what God is saying, that God is the same God in the Bible. He's the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the same God who was with Moses, who took the entire uh, body of all the Israelites, the whole entire nation, and he got out of the Egyptians' bondage. He still is that God. And so when we've been in bondage and people are wondering if God's going to do anything, he's saying, I'm still that God. That's why when he told me that day, that the twice where I saw the oil refill over and over and over again in those, um, in those services I had with Manuel Johnson, we were, one was in Oklahoma city. The other was in Florida. And I was so shocked when I had it in my hand and I watched it fill up. And he said, why are you surprised? I was getting corrected there <laughs> in a loving way. But he said, why are you surprised? Just like that. And I said, well, because God, usually when you empty something out, you have to go to the store and buy it again. He said, Julie, in my word, I showed you many examples that I am the God of multiplication. I'm the God that restores. I'm the God that renews. And so you can see in the Bible how many times he did that. Look what Jesus' first miracle in the Bible was turning water into wine. And not just any wine, the best wine. You can see with um, the woman with the issue, the woman with the oil, and the, also the woman, the widow woman with the flower. You can see with Jesus when he told the, the men because they needed to pay taxes, he said, "Go to, to go and fish and open the, the the first fish you get. Open up the mouth. Let me onion it." God's our provider. He shows that in His Word time and time again. And so the whole thing is, we need to what hold fast. We need to seize and hold fast. That's what that scripture says. Then turn over to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it carries a great glorious compensation of reward. For if you had need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. We have to hold fast. We have to seize, hold fast. Don't let go of the promises of God. Don't let your enemy overwhelm you with these circumstances and what's going on in the world today that you stop and give up trusting in God. That you just give up and quit and say, well, I can't get my hopes up. And when I did, every time I got my hopes up, I was just, my hopes were shattered and nothing happened. That's what your enemy wants. He wants you so overwhelmed with the, with the spirit of just hopelessness and despair and the spirit of heaviness that you don't look to God to meet your needs. You don't look to God to do anything. You try to do everything on your own. And then you get in these situations that you can't get out of. Remember, God's hands are bigger. He is the one who provides. He's the one who delivers. He's the one who says he avenges. He says, Ven vengeance is mine. But these scriptures are talking about fighting, just fighting and holding. Don't let go. Don't let go to the promises of Almighty God. Let that be an anchor to your soul that God is a sure thing. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to let the, the devil overwhelm you. Okay, sorry. Here's another scripture. I was going to go back to the read the prophetic word. I'm not sorry. It, he tells me to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. Hebrews chapter 10. I read this scripture over and over and over and over again. When there are certain situations in my own life that overwhelmed me, and that's when I became very, very suicidal many different times, and I didn't think I could overcome the situation that I was in. 
to be honest with you. I'm being totally honest with you. And the Lord brought me and prompted my spirit to open up the Bible and get into the scripture. I heard the scripture many times growing up, but it didn't come real to me until I sat there and studied it. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Again, this is the classic amplified version. For no temptation, no trial regarding as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads or has overtaken you, laid a hold on you that is not common to man. That is no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that has not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful. Remember that quote, but God. Here it is. But God is faithful to his word and his compassionate nature, and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and essayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he always, he always also provides a way out, the means of escape, a landing place that you may be able to capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Look at all this. He's saying he always causes us to triumph because he said, no matter how bad your temptation is, he's always going to be there. He's always going to be there to get you out of it. He always makes a way out. Remember, he is the way maker. So it doesn't matter how many ways it seems or the doors are slamming in front of your face. He is your way maker. He will make a way out of it. And he says he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and saved beyond your ability and strength. Now, I know there's many such situations and circumstances in your own life that make it feel like you've been tested beyond your ability to, to handle it. That's what your enemy is going to lie to you and tell you. This is too big for you. It, you might as well give up and quit now. You might as well end everything because you're never going to get out of it. Satan loves that pressure to put on God's people that nothing's going to change and that your life will not get any better and there's no way out of it. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you were able. And I know your feelings will tell you, Julie, that's not true. Mine did too. But he didn't. God got me out of that pit, that miry clay, that dark hole where there was no light, where there was no hope, where there was complete and utter despair. And not only did he do that, but he brought me out stronger and he strengthened me through it and strengthened my faith. Because no matter how bad it was, I sometimes held on by, it seemed by a thread. But it didn't matter how big that thread was. He was never going to let me go. It felt like it at times, but he was never going to let me go. And he's never going to let you go either. And if you read these scriptures that I've given to you, please write them down and go read them. God is a faithful God. He is a good God. He's never going to let you fall without being there to pick you back up. He will never let you, I mean, he has to let you stay down if you want to. But if you truly are seeking him, he will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. Never. All right, I'm going to go back over this prophetic word um, quickly before I have to go to meetings. My children receive my boldness. Remember, God, the Lord is the what? The line of the tribe of Judah. And we have the greater one on the inside of us. Okay, hold on. I got to read one more scripture. 
See, just when I think I'm done. <laughs> uh, Romans chapter five. I think this is the right one. Nope, sorry. First John. First John chapter five. In verse four. For whatever whoever is born of God is is uh, victorious over the world. And this is victory that conquers the world, even our faith. What? Our faith and trusting in God. Who is it that is victorious over the world, that conquers the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on that fact? You overcome the world, especially if you have Jesus on the inside of you. It is, 1 John 4, 4, the greater one is on the inside of you, the he that's in the world. So I'm going to again read that. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Who's victorious over the world? The ones who have made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. So no matter if the world looks like it's overwhelming and it's conquering and it's defeating you in every way, no, he's made you an overcomer. He's made you where you, you will always triumph. Don't let go of God and his promises because he won't let go with you, of, of you in any way. All right, now I'm gonna go back over this. My children receive my boldness, more boldness, receive more authority in this time. Now, authority scriptures, write this down. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, and then also go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 through 28. That is the authority of, um, there's two authority believers to start with that. There's more scriptures to start with those two about the authority, okay? And then it says, um, it is time from the army of the Lord to march to victory. March to take back what is already yours, so take it now, saith the Lord your Redeemer. We are in the army of the Lord. And remember, the army of the Lord, if God goes before us, who can be against us? Against us, If God's on our side, whom shall we fear? You are on the right side, especially if you have God on the inside of you. If you have the greater one inside of you, you are on the right side of things. So just hold on to him because he will not let you go. And he is a wonderful commander in chief and he will not fail you. A new world system is coming. Prepare your hearts, prepare your homes, prepare my children with me. I will lead you and guide you in none of these things that will collapse before your eyes. They will not affect you because I am protecting you and your eyes cannot, or sorry, your enemy cannot get past my blood. They have nothing powerful enough to destroy it. Now, if you want an example of that, go to the land of Goshen, what happened and with the angel of death came and he said to put the, the lamb's blood on the doorposts and the lentils. And they did that, the angel of death passed by and not one Israelite was killed because of it. Now we have a better covenant because they had just Abrahamic covenant. We have a blood covenant with Jesus Christ. So his blood and that blood covenant we have is more powerful than that blood. And so if we do the same thing, we can plead the blood of Jesus over our homes and over everything we have over ourselves. And so when things collapse or things are destroyed, it will not come near us. Why? Because our enemy cannot get past that blood. There's no power that the enemy has can destroy that bloodline. That blood destroyed our enemy. So have faith in the blood. All right, now, a fall of the banking system, a fall of the tax system, a fall of the fraudulent government worldwide. I told you, my children, a great shaking is coming to free you from this demonic system, that system that took your freedoms from you, a system that enslaved you, a system that killed so many. I'm destroying that system right before your eyes, and I will bring in a system I told you about, and nothing will Stop it. Now, this system is the kingdom system. It's the God system. The system that we see today is the Babylonian system. It's a system that has been designed to take God out of everything. 
And you can see that. And so with this system, it has brought in an enslavement. And God has told me a long time ago, this is the reason why this is a greater exodus, because the original exodus, they knew that they were, they were slaves. They had those chains, physical chains on their wrists and on their ankles. And they had the whips and they felt the whips on their back and every other part of their body. They were abused in every single way. Now, this slavery is worse because it's a slavery you didn't even know you were in. And so if you don't know you're in it, then you're not going to uh, try to get out of it. You're not going to fight for your freedom um, against that bondage. And so with that, that's the reason why God says we had to stay focused on him. And so he will bring us out of this godless system. He will bring us out of this bondage. And just like the Egyptians, when they tried to hold the Israelites, it didn't work. God's hand moved. And when God's hand moved, it destroyed the power of the Egyptians. And not only did God destroy that power, he brought them retroactively, restored all the finances to them. And he restored their health. He restored their mindset. He restored them in every way possible. He freely, he, he freed them so they can freely serve God. And it was a wonderful and powerful thing. And that's the reason why you know me as the Exodus preacher. I will preach Exodus all the time because that is a great example of what happened back then and what God is doing now, but to a greater degree. The same thing is going to happen, but to a greater degree. Okay. We should be excited what God is doing in the world today because it's an exciting time to be alive. Now, a great collapse. The mainstream media is coming. They will not continue their narrative in this nation. They will not continue their hold over my nations. No. A great fall of the news media, along with a great fall of the entertainment industry. You will see more bankruptcies. You will see more supposed blockbuster films fail and falter. My glory and my hand are bringing them down. I can give you many examples of what's going on right now with Disney and other ones. They're woke. If, well, say if you go woke, you go broke. Uh, but it's true because they're putting out things that people don't want to watch. And just like with the Jesus Revolution, it was a good example of how a Disney had a film and, and uh, was Ant-Man. And it was the second week plummeted in sales. And of course, that same the same thing at the same time. The Jesus Revolution came out and it, it just exploded and it just destroyed what the mainstream media thought it was going to do. They thought they were it was gonna, you know, gonna be like this, and it was way up here because people want this. They're hungry for freedom, they're hungry for truth, they're hungry for hope. Praise the Lord. People want hope because they're so tired of what this this government is doing. They're so tired of what this, you know, this one world system is doing to everybody, and it's bringing so much junk into the world. And so and you can give the examples also with the, the mainstream media. God says he's going to shut their the mouths like they, he did shut the the mouths of the the mouths of the lions. I'm sorry, I'm in a hurry, so I'm getting tongue tied. He shut the mouths of the lions, okay? And so he's going to shut the mouths of these people because they're leading them in the wrong direction. They're lying, manipulating, deceiving. The one world government has used the news media as an arm of the one world government to to uh, to the, for the propaganda. To deceive people and believing something is one way when it's actually another. And why wouldn't God do that? Why would not God take the voice of the one world government and destroy it? Especially if it's leading his people astray and it's leading his people into destruction. Of course, God will do that. And so he is. So um, here is this. My children, your enemies' plans are falling apart. They are. So Julie, they keep doing it. Their, their plans are falling apart. Trust me. Look at the people they have picked to be leaders in this country. And in government positions and look how bad they are. 
Their plans are falling apart. Their walls are crumbling. They are in discord and not aligned with one another. They are divided because they are all out for themselves. I've said in my word, a house divided against itself will not stand and it will not. This time is no different. The situation is no different. You will see them scatter. You will see them confused. You will see them fail. Just as they, just as they did regarding the Tower of Babel. Go study the Tower of Babel. Okay. Go study it and see what happened to the Tower of Babel. Your praise will confuse. Why do you think God puts praise and praise and worshipers on the front lines? Because it will confuse the enemy and they will destroy themselves. So start praising and worshiping more than you ever have before. Because why do you think they wanted us in the midst of COVID? They did, they wanted church. They said churches were not essential. They didn't want you praising and worshiping. They didn't want you to be in the midst of God's glory and his anointing. Praise and worship. It's a key. It's a key factor in this war that we're in right now. Again, this is a war of good and evil, not people. This is a war of good and evil. It's just looking like it's people, but it really is uh, a good and evil. So your praise and your decrees and the authority I've given to you will cause great confusion in the enemy's army. Yes, great confusion. You will see them more and more. They will look confused, dazed and bewildered at what they just said or just what someone is asking them because they will not have a response to the question they were just asked. They will trip on their own words, be confused by their own lies, and they will not know what to do, what to say, and when. Remember, Satan is the author of confusion. He's been trying to confuse the church and confuse the world. These are the days of payment. It's going to happen to them and their camp and not ours. All right, here's the first paragraph. For I, the Lord, this day, I'm telling my children to focus on my words, focus on my goodness, focus on my faithfulness, focus on my love, focus on my sacrifice, focus on my blood covenant. Get your eyes off the world. Get your eyes off your enemies and all they are trying to do against you. Do not be distracted. Do not be deceived. Do not give in to their pressure. I have told you before, your enemies always lose, and this time is no different. They will not succeed. They will not conquer my church. They will not conquer this world. No, never. They will um, They will get close in the tribulation, but it's still then. It will, they will not get all they have desired. Look what God is saying there. Stay focused on him. Do not be distracted. Do not be uh, deceived. God always wins and God is on our side. And the greater one is on the inside of you. So be encouraged today that the greater one is your father. Sorry, I hit my microphone again. I'm a tan talker. So. But your, the, your father, the most high God is your dad. He lives on the inside of you. He's given you every weapon. He's given you every tool that you need to conquer the enemy. He's giving us Jesus. He's given us the word of God. He's given us a blood covenant. He's given us his sacrifice. And so what we do is we just take it. We hold on to it. We don't let go of it. We just seize on that fact that God has made us more than conquerors and we will not lose because God's on our side. Well, I want to pray for each and every one of you today. Heavenly Father, right now in Jesus' name, we just want to thank and praise you for the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and for the authority of that name. I want to praise and worship you, Father God, for this revival, for your glory to fill this earth like the days of Noah, how the water flooded the earth, that you are flooding the earth with your glory. I want to thank you, Father God, that you are bringing up this church. You are bringing up the, 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 the body of Christ. You are bringing us up. And we are going to be untouchable because of the glory and because of the revival and because of our knowledge and revelation that we have with you. We thank you, Father God, you, you are rising us up for such a time as this. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, we shall condemn. So we thank you, Father God, that you are bringing down every evil entity that is before us. You are bringing down this wicked system. You are bringing down everything that's against us. And we thank you that you are rising us up for this time to bring in the, the greatest 
harvest of souls. And we thank you for choosing us. We thank you for loving us. And we thank you that you have made us the head and not the tail, the above only and the not beneath. And we thank you, Father God, that you always cause us to triumph because of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We'll help us encourage you today. Please like, subscribe, and share. And give this to everyone you know. Who needs to hear an encouraging word? Who needs to hear the truth? Because the truth will set you free. God loves you. I love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.